Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, she is a former two-time Emmy-winning reporter and anchor, and now she's teaching all she knows about on-camera presence. Her journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. So I remember when I got into TV news in the early 80s, uh, Dan Rather was the head anchor for CBS Evening News. And I'm a young reporter slash anchor, and I'm just studying him. And I'm, I want to be like him. And I, I faked his voice, and I tried to sound older and uh, you know more authoritative. And I remember the news director in this small market, uh, Lansing, Michigan, saying, Crilly, you're 20 years old. You're young. You're going to get over it. You're going to learn how to talk to the camera like a regular person. And uh, speaking to a camera is not something that you're born doing. You have to learn it. And as we all learned during uh, COVID, we all had to become good at Zoom. And there's an art to that. Uh, Jules Altimus knows all about that. She is a speaker, trainer, confidence coach. Yes. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jeff. Yes, and I'm so I'm excited and a little bit nervous because <laughs> you logged more time on the anchor desk than I did. I, I only got to fill in every once in a while. Oh, tell, my us, gosh. tell us about your news career. Wow, so that was a lot of fun. It took me a while to figure out what, what did I wanna do with myself, and once I decided, I decided. But the problem was the college that I went to didn't really teach you much about camera confidence. So I, like you, had to study all the greats on television. What do you do with your hands? What do you do with your voice? How do you have presence on camera? So I studied all the greats, and I watched everything that they did. The second hardest thing, though, was getting rid of my Texas accent. Wow. That was so hard. <laughs> so this was yeah. a matter of pushing play and record and listening to my words over and over until I could do a much better job at, at getting rid of it. When I was hearing you tell this story to somebody else a few minutes ago that you would actually watch like Tracy Rowlett or you would watch Diane Sawyer and, and kind of see what they were doing. Uh, but it's, at a certain point, you have to develop your own style, don't you? You do. Yes, it's important that you're human on the other side of the camera. And we all have personalities, even if we're speaking through the lens of a camera or we're anchors or we're reporters. People want to see the fun side of you and they want to connect with you. So I realize that now more today than I did back then, that it's important to still have you and your qualities and your uniqueness. Yes. And she has not only mastered how to speak to a camera, she's mastered how to speak to an audience because for many years you worked with John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And I still do. I love John Maxwell. So transitioning out of, of television, I was wondering, okay, what am I going to do with myself? What is it that I feel very passionate about? And some people were saying, oh, you should do marketing. You should do advertising. And it just didn't fit. You know how when people suggest things to you, it just doesn't quite fit. And somewhere along the line, I started getting ads on Facebook for to become a public speaker with John Maxwell. And I thought, eh, 
who's John Maxwell? How did I start getting these ads? So I must have put a like or something and, you know, Facebook suggests things that you might be interested in. I sat on it for two years, mm. but it never would go away. The nudge never went away. So I took the leap. I did it. I went to a John Maxwell convention and I came out certified on the other end wow. and then went through all the, the, the tough courses and, and doing that to become a more seasoned speaker so that I could hone in on some things that I really enjoyed talking about and speaking about and adding value into the lives of other people. Yes, we're going to bring up her website. And as we scroll down the website, you do so many different things. You do one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. Obviously, you do speaking. Uh, you can... Uh, teach people uh, the right cameras to buy and yes. lights. Um, this Is this a passion for you? Yes. Yes. Helping other people become confident on camera is something that I'm good at and it's something that I want to share with other people. Why? Because since COVID took place, we had this mass layoff and exit at the same time and 15 million people stayed home mm. to start their own businesses. So when we walk into restaurants and we walk into places and there's not enough help anymore, guess where they all went? And if you notice your social media feeds are noisier than ever, it seems like I'm sometimes getting more sponsored ads in my social media feeds than I am, hey, look at what my friend is doing. So I jumped on that bandwagon too, but not because social media was so, was so busy, but because I realized here's this need. I hear people say to me all the time when they hear about my past, oh, I don't, I'm, the camera terrifies me. How do you speak to a camera? There's millions of people out there. And the answer to that is really there's only one. You just don't understand that yet. And by not being present and on camera and and talking about your business and building your business and being present, you're leaving value on the table that other people need to know about. And I know you have a lot of experience in the real estate world, uh, so you've helped a lot of realtors mm -hmm. get better on camera. What are some yes. advice that you give realtors? Oh my goodness. Personality. You know, they, they're very, very good connectors, especially the ones that I interview. They're multi-million dollar producers, but that doesn't mean because they're multi-million dollar producers, they can get on camera and they can make excellent videos. And so I help them create excellent videos that they can use in their email marketing messages. Yes. I mean, after all, they are the subject matter experts. People want to hear about market updates. They want to hear about things that are happening in the city. They want to hear about hot spots and places to go. They want to hear about interest rates and if you're considering to buy or if you're considering to sell. And I see a lot of mistakes actually with realtors when they're, when they're anybody really, but I'm going to say realtors because that's where my space has been the last six years, is they get on camera on their phone in their car and say, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, you should contact me. That is absolutely the wrong kind of message to do. Why? because it wasn't targeted. Mm. It spoke to the masses. And if you really start drilling down who they wanna work with, they'll tell you sometimes, oh, I love working with first-time home buyers, or I love working with senior citizens, or I love working with people in the luxury real estate industry or market. Well, that's where you need to focus your, your content. And so I help them identify the content, get very, very honed in on who their video is for, the content, and then the process of having excellent video presence. Wow. And yeah. she is just a wealth of information. I encourage you to follow her on social media because she has great tips like this one. One of the best ways that you can add value to your audience is through video marketing. Recently, I heard two different stories about young men 
that wanted to make an impact and a difference through contribution by writing handwritten notes and giving them to strangers. This was so successful because they were writing notes to strangers and adding value in their lives by showing how much they cared about them. This is also true for your current sphere and your clients. They need to know how much you care about them and video is a way to reach them and show them that you care. 85% of ROI can be attributed to video marketing. Your message is important and you are the subject matter expert. Once you see yourself as an expert and you're actually adding value into the lives of your viewers, there's a shift in your mindset. One of the most important things that you can do when creating video is connecting through the lens of a camera. This is so often missed. We see many videos out there where the content is not even directed at something specific. You need one person, you need an avatar when you're creating content that you can speak to. You need to know their language, use their words, you need to know their feelings, what they're thinking and get inside their mind. And when you are doing a video and creating content, it's very strategically directed to your avatar. I'm Jules Ultimus and I help entrepreneurs take a better approach to on-camera video confidence. You're so, you're so natural and you kind of have to at, at this point when you, when you hang out your shingle and say, I'm going to teach you how to have a great on-camera charisma, you have to like eat your own cooking. You got to own it. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious because when I do this show, I'm not picturing, you know, some people say, talk to your mom or dad, talk to your best friend. I don't necessarily see anybody's face. I'm, I'm just, I'm speaking to people, but I don't see their face. What do you visualize when you, when you speak to the camera? The same as you. I don't visualize people because I'm not afraid to speak through the lens of a camera and, and connect with an audience in a tangible way. But I'm not the norm because a lot of people think, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people out there and it terrifies them to speak to masses. And so I do coach people to think about one person if they're terrified of the camera process, sometimes even taping a little dog's face above the camera, a little kitty cat face, their mother, their father, somebody that they love. And then that way, when they're looking through the lens of a camera, they're seeing their little kitty cat, their dog, their mother, their father, whoever. Yes. And they and that helps them understand they're speaking to one person. Yes. And oftentimes that puts their their mind at ease and helps them settle down and calm down that they're speaking to the one and not the thousands. And if you look at all of the greats in our business, you know, the Oprah's, the yes. Ellen's, uh, Kelly Clarkson, Drew Barrymore, they're, they're looking right through the lens yes. and it feels like they're, they're having a conversation with you. That's Absolutely. what makes them brilliant. Yes. And I, just to put a, a explanation point on this, you can watch uh, Fox business or, or CNBC. Mm -hmm. And if the CEO is having trouble with their words or trouble with their confidence, you can actually see on the ticker where their stock price can go down. Yeah. So for better or for worse, we judge people based on their on-camera confidence. So true. That is so true. And you'll notice too, you'll find yourself scrolling through social media. Let's just use that as an example. That's not the only way to create video and why you would create video. But let's just say, for an example's sake, you're scrolling through social media and you see somebody that has bad audio bad lighting, they don't hook you right away with, with a message that they're going to speak about, you're out. <laughs> you go on to the next video and you have no idea what they said. Even if their content was brilliant because they didn't have the right lighting and the right audio and the right hook to bring you in, you don't listen.
and yeah. you missed the message. I'm going to transition because you're a woman of faith and you uh, are, have met your soulmate. And yes. you're, uh, how long have you been married now? Ten years. Ten years. And you are you writing a book with your husband. Yes. Tell us yes, about so it. Yes, so we wrote a book because I met my husband when I was 21 years old. Okay, I was, I was going to SMU. I was doing the bar scene, although I was very responsible because I would show up for class and the, the next day and <laughs> cared a lot about my grades. But, you know, not living the life that I was supposed to be living. He wasn't living a life that he was supposed to be living. And really, we just met at the wrong time. He told me on the second date he was going to marry me. And I thought, eh, that's funny. You know, that's so funny. But he meant it. And he waited for me for five years. Wow. And I never would say, yes, let's, let's do this. Well, fast forwarding 22 years later, we get back together. And because of our journey of not being prepared when we met the first time and what changes needed to be done, or if we were even walking right in the first place with God, how would that have changed our, our future or our life? So we've taken that experience and we've written a book about it to Christian singles, preparing them in advance for the woman that they need to be, the man that they need to be in the first place in order to hopefully marry somebody and spend their life with. Okay, give us one tip from the book. Oh my gosh, there's 180 of them. <laughs> there is, there is, because wow. we made it into a devotional. And so we have a his and hers perspective. But the one thing that I can say that probably would matter the most is to walk into a relationship whole and healed. Mm. And many people bring baggage in from their past that they don't even realize how much influences them. Yes. You know, for me, as an example, and I won't go into a lot of detail here, but I walked into relationships very insecure and not confident. And I know that might be surprising considering what I do today, but that's because I had a lot of trauma from the ages of one to ten. And I didn't understand how much that was staying with me and how much I was packaging that going into relationships in the future. But I so understand that now and obviously have addressed that. Wow, that's beautiful. I've been married to my wife for now 22 years. And um, I thank you. And, and I tell people that, you know, during those 22 years, I changed 22 times and she changed yes. 22 times. And you got to yes. kind of fall in love with the person they just became. Yes. I'm sure that in your 10 years uh, with your husband, um, he's a little different than he was when you first met him. Absolutely. We're always growing. Thank gosh we are. Yeah. Because if we stayed the same, what a nightmare would that be? We wouldn't be wiser. We wouldn't understand things and know things and walk into the people that we're supposed to become. So hats off to you for being married Thank 22 you. years and understanding that every year is a different year. And we grow as individuals and we have to embrace one another based on that level. Outstanding. Okay, we've only got a little time left. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. What would you like to leave people with? Oh, my goodness. So many things. You know, one of the things I do want to say is, is uh, there's hope. There's always hope. And that's exactly why we wrote this book. Hope for people who are waiting for their soulmate, who want something more in their life, and they know that something is missing, and they're just, they're really yearning for that. And I think this book is really going to bring a lot of peace about that. And by the way, it's not published, but we're working on that. So uh, we will call it the laws of attraction at this point. And then secondly, hope for your future. It's never too late. Like Jeff said, there's 22 years, you know, that you and your wife have been together and 22 changes. Yeah. And it's never too late to do the thing that you want to do. Outstanding. Yeah. You've been an amazing guest. We're going to end yeah. with the website, which is JulesUltimus.com. Jules, thank you so much for blessing yes. us with your, your wisdom. It was so great to be here today. Thank you, Jeff. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.